Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. And of course, if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so did I have Lance Trebesh on the line, and he's a CEO over at Event Groove. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right, Lance. So uh, you're doing big things over at Event Group. So over 600,000 customers served. I mean, you're doing you're doing events, let's say. like So this is a big deal. And you're working with a lot of different people. You're working with an organization. So anything from um, nonprofits, uh, entertainment, um, sports and rec. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we'll talk about a lot of that stuff today. And also how people can get involved if they and like kind of what kind of pressure points and what pain points that event group is helping people with because you're obviously doing a lot of help in there with you know over 600,000 customers served so we'll talk about all of that but to get started I'd like to start with our signature question so Lance we at Mission Matters we amplify stories for entrepreneurs executives and experts so that's our mission here Lance what mission matters to you helping our customers have more successful events and fundraisers Fantastic. So Lance, love having mission-based entrepreneurs on here. And um, I guess let's get into your, a little bit more into your background. So like, how did you get on this path as as an entrepreneur? And like, what led you up to here? Yeah, great question. So I grew up in uh, small towns in the Northern Rockies. And so my goal was always to do international business, live abroad, et cetera. Mm -hmm. First job out of school was with uh, a large ocean container shipping company called APL. We import ships, trains all around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started working with them and I became so interested and enamored with the systems that drove this huge physical infrastructure that I retooled my career uh, in the Bay Area at at the headquarters there into information technology. So I took a lot of classes at Berkeley. I learned how to program Mm-hmm. And then I became a director of IT at APL. Uh, but soon I looked across the bay from Oakland to San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. This was about 95. I saw all the startup activity. And uh, I said, you know, I, I want to do that. So uh, for startup, uh, I was an early a part of the early team of was uh, Dimension X. Dimension X was an early Java software play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were essentially trying to go after macromedia with Java uh, as opposed to downloadable uh, downloadable software. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time. We were south of market. We had 
just a fantastic crew of really young people, including myself. And we, uh, my job was director of strategic alliances, and I worked uh, with Sun Microsystems, of course, the inventor of Java, mm-hmm. and then also Microsoft, because Microsoft at that point in time uh, was all over Java. So long story short, we sold the company to Microsoft in 97, had a chance to go up there and work. And I thought, you know, the startup thing is fun. I'm going to do another one. So I became kind of the earlier team at uh, Viant Corporation, which was a Kleiner Perkins, more David Mm -hmm. Al-backed company. We were focused on internet services and specifically helping both well-funded startups as well as very large companies build Mm -hmm. internet businesses. And became uh, head of global media and entertainment for Viant. I moved down to LA and we worked with all of the studios on really what was a Netflix precursor. It was wow. called Movie Night. It was direct to consumer uh, video on demand. And in addition, we worked with a variety of other uh, companies like Charles Schwab, you know, health healthcare companies, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I had a great time. That was certainly in the heart, in the sweet spot of the tech bubble. We went public in June of 99. Uh, and, uh, we just had a fantastic time. I mean, honestly, as you know, Adam, during that time, if you knew the internet and you knew internet technologies and you could build, uh, internet businesses from scratch, from strategy to design technology, you were, uh, you had a lot of fun. You could get business very easily. So, uh, that was a services model. And then, uh, I really wanted to get back to product. So, Mm Our next role was VP and GM of Savvy Technology. We were an active RFID software and hardware play. Mm-hmm. And uh, my role there was uh, global supply chain uh, productivity and uh, security. And mm-hmm. obviously, this is post 9-11. So uh, we rode the wave of securing the supply chain. But by securing it, you also get more information about your supply chain. You can reduce your inventory, carrying costs, et cetera. We sold that to Lockheed. And then finally, uh, I moved to Bozeman, Montana, before it was cool to move to Bozeman. (laughs) And uh, I became CEO and co-owner of Event Group. And since then, we've been uh, building this software platform business uh, from the ground up and fully bootstrapped. We've never taken outside capital. So Lance, wow. So first off, you're in, I mean, mid nineties in the startup world, um, in Silicon Valley. I mean, everything's happening there. So obviously the market has changed. Um, we're not in, I mean, there's, we're in our own heyday. There's different products. The internet's more mature, but there's plenty of opportunity right now, like more opportunity probably now than even back then, in my opinion, that's just my opinion. But that being said, um, if you're, if you were to talk to those, those new, that new breed of startup founders that are kind of just getting started out there and they're trying to, to find their way in the marketplace, like based on your, you know, experience, like what, what kind of things would you tell them? Number one is, uh, speed to market Mm -hmm. uh, with, not even a minimum viable product, but with a really good product yeah. is incredibly important. And yeah. so uh, everything, and I know this sounds cliche, but it's it's really true. And especially if you compare it to the 90s, everything is moving way faster. So we have no code programming. We have no code software now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, everyone has learned how to code. We have millions of software engineers. 
And so what that means is on the on the plus side, you can find technical talent, right? And in the 90s, it was, you know, it was a, it was a decent challenge to find real deep technical talent. Yeah. But also uh, just the amount of capital, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. right? That's a strain. But the, uh, but the challenge of that, there's so much capital being deployed into technology and into mm-hmm. startups, and especially in software, that you really have to move fast. And, and, mm. and your pacing and what you're pacing your company at is probably needs to go in faster than you think. And, it, and, and that's hard to tell an entrepreneur, like you've got to go faster, you've got to move faster. But uh, that's what I'm seeing. You know, in any given segment or uh, you know, niche of mm-hmm. software, there are tons of com- uh, competitors. And so that just means you got to really take care of your customers. You got to move fast, and uh, and you've got to you know just keep your eyes on the horizon. That's awesome. Um, great advice there, and I think that's also a great transition into event groups. So um, obviously, ton of experience. You could have chose chosen many different spaces, many different niches, many different ideas with your expertise and background and network um, and just fear of influence. Like you're 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 one of the people that have been there doing this for a long time. So your name holds weight in that community. So that being said, you chose events and the event space. Maybe start off with just an overview of just what you're seeing in the industry overall that makes it so interesting. Yeah. So I think events are in the fabric of our lives. Yeah. And it's not only business. It's not only, you know, uh, causes. It's entertainment, right? It's, it's you know, what your kids are doing at school. Yeah. So, so events are really uh, a part of the fabric of our lives. And it goes across all, you know, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And so what we're seeing in the event space is more and more people actually are, are doing events. They feel, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like there's enough resources out there, including yeah. our platform, to actually help them do events for the first time. They're able to, number two, uh, scale events, and both yeah. as an individual, let's say, event promoter, but also even more so, uh, if you're a large, you know, enterprise company or nonprofit, you can actually now start scaling events and, and run running them all on one platform with, you know, e-commerce with your events platform, which does all the ticketing, all the marketing, et cetera. And even in the case of nonprofits or schools, you know, fundraising and integrating that in. So what we're seeing is that people want really a one-stop kind of integrated platform to do mm-hmm. all of that. And that's where we're seeing success in our business. Uh, we like to say, you know, we, as I said at the beginning, our mission is to help our customers have more successful events and fundraisers. And, and, and basically we do that through a one-stop integrated platform that integrates events, it integrates e-commerce. So yeah. e-commerce has two aspects to it. One is, all of the kind of print products you need to market your event as well as execute the event. So from posters, banners, postcard mailers to wristbands and then badges. Number two is the other part of e-com or e-commerce is promotional mm-hmm. merchandise. So logo apparel, customized logo apparel, yeah. uh, bags, et cetera. And then with fundraising, it's uh, which again is focused on nonprofits and schools mm-hmm. who have tons of events. It's really helping them raise more money for their missions. And that uh, the tools we use for that are, you know, auctions, sweepstakes, raffles, crowdfunding, uh, walkathons, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. So we're seeing, you know, we're seeing even a classic music festival have kind of uh, supporting a cause, and we yeah. can integrate that all into one platform. Man, that that's helpful. And as I hear you talk about events, I guess I've never really thought about it that way. That it is the thing that really ties us all together. So if you think about just like at one point it would have been a community gathering, or if you go further back, maybe we were all around a a, a fire. I don't know, and we're telling stories and the way people listen and otherwise. But that that community and that connection to other humans and us all coming together for a common cause, whatever it be, whether it's educational, whether it's um, entertainment, doesn't matter. Sports, um, it's still an event and it still is what links us all. I don't think I've ever thought about that too. <laughs> until speaking yeah. to you just now. I'm like, that's really what it is. It's a gathering, like at the that's core right. of it all is how do we connect? Well, and it's who we are as humans. And uh, if you look at the U.S. market mm-hmm. for events, and this includes everything that goes into events, it's a $295 billion market, U.S. <laughs> only. And then if you take that, if you look at the global TAM, you know, total addressable market for events, it's $1.1 trillion. Wow. So, you know, we're humans. We love events. We love being together. And it's an enormous market. Mm. So what are you seeing right now in the space? Like, like online event, a lot of online, a lot of like, tell us a feel for like just the mechanics of what like event planning is looking like right now. Yeah. The mechanics, obviously, you know, with, with the pandemic, uh, people are now comfortable with virtual events. Yeah. They're now, as we transition out, uh, they're comfortable with hybrid. But the fact is, across our customers, which range from very large you know, enterprise nonprofits that are yeah. national in scope uh, to uh, schools, you know, all the way from K to college, mm-hmm. uh, to sports and rec, to entertainment, people want to get together in person. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the virtual events served a great function. Yeah. But the fact is you really can't, you know, build a tribe, if you will. And let's mm-hmm. say it's, a, it's an environmental nonprofit. You really can't build the passion without in-person events. And yeah. so we're seeing, you know, in-person events uh, certainly coming back. And, they're, and that's just the way events are. I mean, people like to be together. And so the mechanics of how the market will shift there will always be options for hybrid, but what will happen or virtual, what yeah. will happen is there's just going to be more events because uh, an event promoter might just choose to do one big music festival as they've done for years. Yeah. But then they might supplement with, you know, smaller events, be they hybrid or virtual to kind of lead up to that music festival. Mm-hmm. And now with the tools uh, that are out there and platforms like ours, it's easy for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for them to set it up, easier for them to ticket that, uh, easier for them to market it. When you said that the market expands, that's what I've been trying to tell people for so long. I'm like, no, the market is just going to expand. What's going to happen is now, let's just say, um, let's just say a person would normally go to one conference a year because that's all they had time for because they're busy. They're running their business, right? Yeah. Now what they're going to do, and again, I'm pulling this number out of thin air for everyone just so you know, but in my mind, what they're going to do is they're going to go to that one conference, but then they're probably also going to go to maybe like one or two virtual conferences 
conferences. So yeah. even if they just go to one additional conference, then they increased uh, immediately. They doubled their event attendance immediately. So you multiply yeah. that with the amount of people and then you multiply it with the amount of like opportunity for for great event promoters and great people that have great ideas to then even throw events to use platforms like event group to actually do the events with you making it easier. Now the, not only does demand, the demand go up, but the supply also. So both of them can raise in tandem as the technology um, steps up to meet the challenge of the demand and the consumer, which is exactly what you're doing in my opinion over at event group. Um, Am I off on this or like my uneducated opinion on the event? event market? Is this what's happening? Uh, and what you're seeing is an expansion of the market. Mm. You're seeing more events that are supplemental to the in-person event. And then what you're also seeing is more gratitude, if you will, or more uh, you know, thankfulness, if you will, uh, for that in-person event, because that's really where your juices get flowing, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to a conference or if you're going to you know, I'll use an example. Uh, one of our customers is Ducks Unlimited. Ducks Unlimited is the second largest conservation nonprofit in the country. Mm. When you go to that event in person, that really helps build the passion, right, for yeah. the mission. It really helps build uh, the relationships that, you know, that enable that organization to pursue its mission, which is all about conservation and habitat. And, um, that you know, so what we're seeing is uh, the, the gratitude for actually being able to go to in-person events is is way up, up, and people will never take for granted going to a local concert. They'll never take it for granted, you know, going to uh, you know a conference, etc. Yeah. So I think we've really learned that about ourselves. Amazing. So Lance, um, uh, I want to get into event groups. So I want to get kind of granular here on, um, I know we, we've talked about it. We've kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but let's just be a little bit more direct. So tell me exactly what you're doing at event group. So yes, event group is a software platform and uh, we've integrated events and events platform, which enables all sorts of ticketing, registration, mm-hmm. the marketing of an event, uh, a whole set of widgets to market that, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We've integrated that events platform with a full e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. And I'll unpack that a bit. We enable people to set up their own storefronts to design uh, and put and productize, if you will, all yeah. the event products they need and put them in the storefront and then start selling that either as a partner, right? Or even, you know, internally within organizations. So that's e-commerce. And then finally, we have a fundraising service that we've integrated into the platform, which enables people to raise money. And so, uh, you know, all the way and we do that through a set of tools that might be a sweepstakes or a campaign fundraiser types, sweepstakes, uh, raffles, uh, auctions, etc. So what we saw in the marketplace was you know, again, a lot of a lot of people, you know, are doing these in silo. And what we saw is the opportunity is really integrate these into one platform and then give people a one stop to mm-hmm. either, you know, for a small organization all the way to a very large organization, as I mentioned. Um, so as, as an example, Ducks Unlimited, again, second largest conservation nonprofit in the country, they run over 6,000 events. Wow. Do you say 6,000? Yeah. 
those are annual events and those are their annual banquets, which are the primary revenue generator mm. for the organization itself. And for the first time, we gave them the ability to scale everything and put all those events on one platform. Wow. So obviously, you know, as you scale, to, you know, banquet ticket sales and as you and pull off the data, we integrated with their CRM. It really kind of gives them a, a fundamentally new capability at scale on the platform. That's amazing. And um, so you obviously mentioned, and I want to circle back to this one. So you said you work with everything from small to obviously very large organization, like on the small end, is, is it like a, a local community can use this? Or like, give me a feel for what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we scale from small to, you know, got it. So on the local community level, uh, you know, for instance, there might be an amateur mixed martial arts night, right, yeah. down at the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, and they'll just go online, they'll set up their event, they'll customize, they'll add their mm-hmm. graphics, their imagery, uh, they'll market that event all from the event groove, and then they'll sell tickets. And so when people arrive, they might have wristbands, uh, you know, for yeah. age, you know, and you know, age, you know, for drinking. They might have different, uh, they might have uh, handouts for the event itself, et cetera. So that's just a classic case. And, and again, when, when I look at all that we're doing across the platform, Adam, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me because it's literally just all slices of life. It's, yeah. it's the amateur, amateur mixed martial arts. It's the, the gospel choir, you know, performing at a church. It is schools doing a fundraiser. It's this huge, broad horizontal that goes across almost every aspect of our lives. Man, that's amazing. Um, so take me through, and I know, I know, just knowing you, um, the little we've spoken, I know you're um, definitely a user experience guy. So take me through, like, let's say that, okay, so I want to hold an event for Mission Matters. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, we want to hold a, a conference and we want to have products, we want to sell things, we want to organize people. Like, what does that look like? I'm going to your site for the first time. Like, like what, is this, what does this feel like? Yeah. So, um, so Adam, I know you're tech savvy, so uh, you'll see a create event button on the site. You'll start going through our wizard of creating an event. And obviously, I love the wizards. I have to stop you, Lance. I love the wizards. It makes it easy. I'm like, even just the fact that you said wizard, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to take that long. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I had to. And I just love it. And basically, we walk you through, okay, what's the name of the event? Some of the basic information. Mm-hmm. Then we move to ticketing, and then we, you know we have a whole you know plethora of ticketing options. You can do ticket bundles. You could do obviously different types of tickets for different prices, mm-hmm. et cetera. But the point is, we really kind of step you through what kind of ticketing do you want, yeah. and that's the the next step. Third step is really around marketing. So we have mm-hmm. a whole you know uh, you know set of marketing modules, all the way from promotional widgets you can put on your own site to sales widgets you can put on your own site. So person can go three steps down the funnel, if you will, of buying a ticket and then they switch over. And then um, there's uh, email marketing, as I mentioned, there's text marketing, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we also kind of integrate in, obviously, any of the uh, print products you need or promotional merchandise you need for the event itself. You'll say, yep, I need some wristbands. You customize the wristbands. 
you know, you, and then basically we get those, you know, printed for you, you order, and then finally you're ready to publish your event. So uh, it all kind of just walks you through it in a very kind of stepwise fashion. The other thing I would add is that we have a lot of customers who just want, you know, their brand yeah. front and center. And so we offer uh, the ability to do a private label. And the private label means we're completely in the background. Wow. It is our customers, brand front and center. What happens is that that uh, the trust in that ticket purchase, right? Mm -hmm. The trust in receiving that marketing email regarding the event goes up. And then when they come to buy, we get higher conversion. But we're not so concerned about building a huge brand called Event Groove. We want our customers' brands to be huge and to have that trust up, up, you know, up front and close. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would add in terms of pricing, we have no setup, we have no upfront, we have no hidden, we have no subscription, no ongoing charges. We are completely aligned with our customers' missions, which are we only make money when they're selling tickets. And we make a 2% of the ticket value plus 50 cents. That is what's called in the, you know, uh, the emerging growing area of SaaS called SaaS usage models. And the people like Twilio, Stripe, et cetera, have pioneered this. But we feel passionately that is the right way to do SaaS because people and companies and nonprofits, et cetera, they only want to pay for something when they're actually using it. Yeah. That to us is the fair way to do it rather than these long-term lock-in contracts for three to five years where someone's paying for something that they may not be using two to three times a year. No, that that's big time. And as you're saying this, I'm like, man, like there's, you've kind of eliminated the reason for somebody not to do it. And I can see why you're growing so fast. Like I get it. It's like, as these keep going online, like it's just common sense. Would I want to pay for this? Would I want to be locked in? Would I want to do these other things? Or yeah. do I want to like, if, if we're very successful and it ends up being a, a good, you know, a good turnout and we make some money off it. Well, sure. We, we use their platform. We use all their tools. Like, of course, they're going to get their percentage of it, which is very reasonable. So, I mean, it just sounds Sounds like you've created a big win-win scenario there, a win-win-win, the, the event participants, the promoters, everybody else, um, obviously event groove wins. So like everybody in this whole like cycle um, or ecosystem of events, in my opinion, works. Um, and so, and in the past, the way in which you've also done is because you've put all these things together in the past, you might've had to work with three or four different sites to just accomplish what you just described as a very easy user journey. Cause for me, like even just the part about the band or like the credentials or all this, like, you're like, okay, you got this big, long checklist and you're going down the line of checklist. And so you've taken a, a decent chunk of that checklist and you've just solved it. You're like, all right. So now if you were checking one box on your event site, now you're checking five or six, depending on what you're using and the features that you need. So you've just like really taken the burden off of really a, a big portion of the tech side of holding events. Yeah. And Adam, that's an astute observation because that checklist you were outlining, yeah. we call that the event and fundraising cycle. Uh, and the yeah. event and fundraising cycle is a whole set of activities and tasks, both online and offline, physical and digital, that enable a per, uh, an organization, a person, you mm -hmm. know, whatever, to, you know, create, set up, market, promote and execute an event. And uh, our goal is to make the event and fundraising cycle simpler, easier, and more successful, which to us means they raise more money, they sell more tickets. 
And so that's been our mission, you know, now for you know, many, many years. How do we how do we digitize that cycle better to give ease of use and ease of success for our customers? Yeah, that's great. Um, so I know you work with, I mean, you work with a lot of different um, segments and different industries, everything from, I mean, corporate, I mean, you, you work with a lot of different things because who doesn't need events is what it comes down to. But I know some of the big, some of the big players that use event group often are, you know, anything from education to nonprofits. And I think we mentioned entertainment before, like, how do you find that these niches, if you will, um, are finding the most value or getting the most, like having the most success with event group? Like, what are they doing that you find that's like, ah, oh, that was pretty savvy? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think uh, the 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 ones that I, you know, and there's a gosh, I'm, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole, you know, a ton of them that are doing interesting things. I think one is is um, they use a variety of different methods and tools hmm. to actually get people to buy tickets and then get them to the event. So that seems kind of like, wow, that's pretty basic, Lance. But let me give you an example. So a lot of people think, well, you know, postcard mailers, right? That's kind of old school. Well, the fact is millennials open uh, their junk mail, so to speak, way more than, uh, than Gen Xers, baby mm-hmm. boomers, because we're used to it, right? I'm a Gen Xer. And what they, you know, for a millennial, getting a piece of mail is actually kind of special. It's tangible. It's atoms, right? And so we've done a number of different tests uh, where basically uh, we've worked with an event promoter say, let's do postcard mailers this year. Mm-hmm. We'll do it within a zip code cluster. And let's see how, if your early bird sale goes up. Let's see if overall ticket sales go up and, you know, and therefore attendance. And each one of those tests, uh, you know, proved successful. They absolutely, the postcard mailer absolutely worked. And so now that's really, for a lot of our smart customers, that's really just a fundamental part of their marketing because it doesn't cost much at all. They And why not do it? Because it's almost like an insurance policy. The other thing I would add is, you know, they may, you know, events may sell out, as we all know. You might get 80% attendance for whatever reason, right? They forgot about it. They can't do it. But there's a lot of forgetting about events is what we noticed or something got scheduled right within a family. And again, that postcard mailer is a tangible reminder that people put on their refrigerator or whatever. Hey, we're going to this event. So that's, you know, that's a non-obvious kind of marketing tool. I think the other one that stands out is really getting smart about your pricing of your tickets Mm -hmm. and really doing ticket bundles. And how you can add other things to a ticket bundle. So if I'll give you an example. You know, buy this ticket, you'll get a hat and a shirt uh, that will be, you know, the, the the brand of the event or the theme. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to wear that to the event itself. And then, the, then they'll do, you know, Instagram contests of a person taking a, a photo of themselves with the new logo merchandise that they're, you know, to the event that they're going to, rather than mm-hmm. rather than after all of it, you go to the event, you buy stuff, and it's over, right? The excitement of the event's mm-hmm. over because it's over, right? So what I see is uh, really astute event hosts really kind of pushing all that upstream in the cycle and mm-hmm. then getting people excited. And then, of course, people actually attending the event wearing you know, the promotional mer- uh, merchandise. 
That's awesome. And as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like these are all, this isn't basic. Like these are like people find something that works, they keep doing it and this data and like, and like, you're like, like I would have never thought of those things, but when you say it, then it's like, oh yeah, like, duh, like that's cool. Or I would, that, that would hook me into the event and I'd be looking for the next one too. That's right. That's right. And uh, we enable the ability to do personalization of a of a, you know of a logoed or yeah. you know mer- of logoed merchandise from t-shirts to hats you know tank tops you name it and amazing what what people have done is they've run contests to the funniest personalization because we could do that in quantities as low as one so someone just personalizes you know music festival x and they do it with a funny saying mm-hmm. there and then they arrive and there's a contest etc so that just adds more hype you know, mm-hmm. to that event makes it more fun. And again, it's tangible. We're not living in an either or world of physical mm-hmm. and digital. We're living in a both world. And how you combine that physical and digital online and offline uh, for that event host is really important because it makes it, you know, the event itself unique, you know, both in terms of creation and marketing, mm-hmm. but all the way to the event itself. Amazing. So Lance, um, first off, this has been great. So I mean, over 600,000 people, um, you've already served and helped um, event group growing. I mean, the event space markets increasing. I obviously you're in the right you're in the right space with the right skill set. I, I have no doubt that I'm just going to watch event group continue to grow and grow. I mean, what's next? Like what's next for you? What's next for event uh, group? Um, what's on the horizon? Yeah, what's next for us is we're we currently operate in the UK, Australia, Canada, and US. And so now our big next step is really to go uh, to non-English markets, primarily uh, probably Europe first, but then Asia. Um, so that is one of our big next steps. The other, you know, the other step, which is not, you know, not defined, yeah. but we, you know, we're uh, you know a startup. Mm-hmm. We can't build it all. So as we kind of go along our journey and as we work very closely, again, with very large organizations all the way to small, we really want to integrate the best technologies because we can't build it all. Our next kind of step, we're always doing that, but our next step is to always be looking out for what's innovative, what's interesting out there, and then, you know, seamlessly integrate that into the platform. And for our customers, they love that what we're doing for them that's a service to them because we're not trying to build it all, which means it would take longer, which yeah. means there's less benefit for the customer because they have to wait longer. What we want to be is kind of the fast integrator uh, to help our customers, again, have more successful events, more successful fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, Lance, again, awesome having you on the show today. Love bringing mission-based entrepreneurs on the line. Um, if somebody's watching this right now or listening to this, and they're, um, what's the best way for them to follow up and to learn more about Event Groove and to follow the journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, first, obviously, our website, eventgroove.com. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I would love to hear from people. So lance at eventgroove.com. Perfect. Um, Well, again, thank you for coming on the show. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return listener and a return visitor. And Lance, again, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Adam. I appreciate the time.